0: Hey everyone, welcome to Founders three hundred and sixty five. With me, Stephen Hagerty. Today, I'm joined by another fabulous Steve. Steve Round, founder of Scott. Oh, I'm going to say it wrong, Steve. S- uh, that's the one. Thank you, Steve. How are you today, Steve?
1: <laughs> Very well, thank you, Steve. Very well, considering.
0: Good man. I'm glad. That's it. I think that's the word that everyone has to add on to everything now. It's good. Yeah. It's uh. It's good. Right. Let's jump straight into this because my first question is always just like tell me about you tell me about Sascada. what you guys do um i know your tagline is all about sort of getting financial services to create a finite, fairer society yeah and i think when people think financial services i don't think fair is probably the first word they think of
1: i would totally agree hence why we're trying, trying to, to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly um okay um for, for anyone who's techie, Saskada is a cloud based banking platform provider, we actually build banking platforms, core banking systems around the world based in the cloud, low cost. Um, before anyone turns off, um, I've never written a line of code in my life. I, yeah. I, <laughs> um, but what I realised was that technology can help access um, people who are disadvantaged. Um, so therefore, I spent my most of my working life trying to find solutions. I suppose disruptive financial services, before the word disruptive was pinched by the tech people, <laughs> and, uh, um, to find ways that actually um, to develop first-class uh, financial products for people on low income, people excluded, homeless, uh, around the world. Um, and what I found was that technology was a really good enabler to do that. Um, there's lots of great projects, UK, uh, internationally, about financial inclusion. Um, I have a problem with financial inclusion itself. It's by definition means we'll develop a product for you on a very low income, and actually you have it. I don't need it because I'm, you know, I'm in the in the mainstream, and it can tend to ghettoise people if you're not careful. Yeah. What technology has enabled us to do? is actually to create a first-class product available to as many people as possible and and as many uh, who are either on low income or high income. And Two examples I can give you of that was when I launched the Change Account back in 2014, which was aimed at people on low income, homeless. In fact, our first 60 accounts were from a project in York uh, where there were 60 homeless people in a shelter who were trying to move into the next stage of uh, trying to get a job. Mm. Um, And, of course, you can't claim benefits if you don't have a bank account. And if you're homeless, try getting a bank account. Um, So we created a system where they could. But the product itself was based on budgeting tools, everything you now see in uh, a Monzo or a Revolut. Um, So that's how we started on the technology there. Um, last week, we, we launched the first cloud-based banking platform in Switzerland, which is on a very different basis for uh, the wallets that are not used for budgeting tools for the rents and rates. They're used for foreign currency they yeah. uh, and they're used for a rafting. But the technology itself is exactly the same. And that was the, the, and that's the key. If we want to change the world of finance, and, and, and I believe that finance does need changing and democratizing, for want of a better phrase um then we have to have a, the ability for uh, organizations to set up banks relatively low cost they've got other mm. restrictions in there but actually our technology enables them to do that That's what i'm desperate to do hence why we're very much involved in africa we're working with some credit unions now in in, in the us uh, as well as in the uk
0: exactly Let, let's take it back a little bit then because like we said financial services Typically, the word isn't the the word fair isn't the first word you think of. Um, but for you, what was it that made you just go, you know what? I'm going to make this a fairer a fairer society, and I'm going to lead the technology to help people implement that.
1: Well, I'd love to say there was a sort of um, uh, switch that just turned on. It was something that that that. Uh, in fact, yeah, some of my friends from a long time ago would say, "Where did you find this?" Uh, social conscience um, and it was just <laughs> it's a serious point um, I got very involved um, in community development finance which is stolen from the states which is very much about uh, they brought in in the states in I think it was 1977 what was called a community reinvestment act very mm-hmm. exciting and what that was about was that banks are, are, were, were actually what they were doing they were taking deposits from their local community and then lending it down the street. The problem is the local community and I'm not lending it to the local community. Um, so so <laughs> um, I know, I know, we've never seen that in the UK no. and uh, <laughs> ever. It's <brand> new. Um, <laughs> so they brought in the Community Reinvestment Act, and the CDFI I got very involved in in the UK was doing exactly the opposite. We were taking funds uh, from the locals and actually lending it back in uh, into projects particularly in, uh, in London, as it was at the time, and Newham specifically, where there was a lot of relatively old people in quite dilapidated houses. So they were cash poor, asset rich. So we found different ways of actually supporting how we could actually get them to renovate uh, and keep it to a certain standard. So innovative products like that. We also got very involved uh, at the first stage with... Um, uh, a crazy entrepreneur who wanted to set up um, uh, sparkling water and, and, and uh, still water, and the profits go to um, Africa for building wells. And that was now, na- and that was something that really no one wanted to do at the time. Um, so we actually put in a substantial amount of money, and a, a guy called Gordon Roddick, the um, husband of Anita. From the body shop and we made that work for two years and he went on and actually then borrowed money from real banks um and that became belly water and that's one of the most successful uh projects that i think london rebuild starts ever but also it's now in most hotels and, and the house of commons and he's generating an awful lot of profits for water right across the world so that's sort of how i sort of start getting involved in all this sort of trying to change to a fairer society and at the same time, sort of came across, so I was introduced to John Bird from The Big Issue. And he asked me if I would uh, chair the Big Issue Foundation. And that sort of got me involved in access to... We, uh, Big Issue at that time had about 3,000 vendors. And, of
0: course... Sorry? How many vendors do they have now?
1: Uh, well, it depends. It's, it's quite an eclectic sales force. Yeah, and, and one of the problems is at the moment they've all been taken off the streets because the big issue of is taking them off. The yeah, street, I saw that, but...
0: and they've, got, they've now launched the digital version.
1: Yeah, and there's a number of outlets. Uh, I think Co-op, I think Sainsbury's um, are actually selling it in their stores as well, oh, um, which oh, yeah. is good.
0: You know, it's just to sort of sidetrack here, but yeah. that's something that we just don't take. We just completely forget about when we're being locked in our homes, not being able to do anything. You know people that are selling big issues that you probably walk past multiple times a week. Yeah. Uh, and for the most part, I think most people probably pay very little notice, uh, which is a real shame, but it's now you—it's one of those things that I'm hoping is going to allow people to become more aware that actually, you know what, there are people outside your little bubble and uh, they need help. Uh, so it's really good that I'm, I'm so glad that I saw last week that Big Issue had, had put in those steps to... Um,
1: yeah, to we try. I mean, the, the, the downside is, and in many ways, I mean, it's the hardest job in the world, let me tell you. Uh, probably not at this moment with Ali, the, you know, the great support staff from the NHS and all the other services. But, yeah, to actually stand on a corner and actually sell the Big Issue, because it, they do sell it. I mean, it's a micro-business. I mean, yeah. they buy the magazine and then content. sell it. Um. And you know to, to do that. I mean, in many ways it's just easier to beg, but it's about people trying to move themselves forward and yeah. and and take us. You know, it's a hand up, not a hand out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think where the situation where we are now, you see a lot of yeah, you know, really good attitudes of people supporting it. and, and uh, as you say, actually taking time to look at what other people. Oh, I didn't realize I've got out of my bubble. And I do think this is giving people time to do that. I think. Um, I'm hoping that that maintains and, and retains itself post yeah. post. Um,
0: it See how I don't know if the words "quickly" is the right word, but how things do go. What is the new normal after this? Is probably the easiest way to say. It.
1: Yeah, I, I, and yeah, I, I think you know uh, I now live in, in Staffordshire, and I've seen the high street in Stafford die. I mean, it's now dead. Yeah, yeah. from where we are now, and I think that's going to take a. I'm not sure where all those are going to go back to. Um, I then think that actually the reality is that we are in, going to take a period of time to even congregate together in in, in any form of numbers.
0: Trust a handshake.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Um, uh, uh, and so I think that from a, I suppose from a community perspective, it's going to be quite a while I would have thought before we are feeling normalised, but actually I think it, what we've got to try and do is is maintain all the community elements that we've got. Um, but it'll be very easy to lose those in, a, in, a, in a, you know, over a period of time. And I think the challenge will be, and one of my passions as well, of course, is, as I, I chair, um, ecology building society, which is a, you know, we build, build a greener society. Um, we've got the big issue of climate change as well and how we address that. And one of what was, all you know, what, find interesting as I'm sure we all did was yeah I think uh, six weeks into uh, China's uh, debacle yeah the, the pollution levels dropped yeah, by about 70 yeah.
0: percent those satellite That's images like, were uh, and
1: I no- and I noticed in uh, was it in India or not even in Nepal where, where there are people who can actually see the uh, see the Himalayas for the first time in their lives. It, yeah so <laughs> because of the yeah the lack yeah. of uh
0: um, I mean, it's uh it's dropped by something like 60 percent.
1: i know i mean so i think th- those changes we have to try and retain
0: yeah um
1: i think from a financial certain where yeah, we are where my drive will be i do think that we're going to have no matter what the governments are doing around the world we're going to have massively increased unemployment mm-hmm. um therefore from as,
0: a, it- as a business owner how are you setting yourself up for that then how are you setting yourself up for the change that is inevitable?
1: No, it's it's a, it's a good point. Well, we we've uh, we were conscious of things were going to change, so we've we've um, worked with all our existing customers um, on managing our relationships, their relationships, what they can pay, what they can afford to pay. So, and I have to say. In the financial services supplier chain, let's let's not call it the customers at the moment, there's been a lot of work on people trying to work together to ensure that we all come out of this alive. And as a business, we spent an awful lot of time on that. And same with the staff. Um, You know, we we moved out of our offices very quickly. And I have to say, I've heard some horror stories about some people trying to get out of offices. Yeah, it cost us a little bit, but we had to get out. Um, what we're planning for, and, and what's interesting, I suppose, the nature of our business is that because we build cloud-based banking platforms, and we've been uh, out pushing, we we've actually had a significant number of inquiries, yeah. particularly in the US, particularly in the US, and actually two in the UK who want to actually start before the year end, who will be cloud-based, uh, mobile. Uh, with cards if you need them so it is a quite for us um it's hunkering down uh short term as we all are and cash is king and yeah, uh, you know, the horror stories again you hear about people applying for for for, for this um, for the loans and whatever um we're trying to stay away from that with the view that our planet i suppose in our mind is that hopefully september october we will be back pushing again Uh, if it carries on much longer than that then I think we're all starting to worry a little bit but from a where we are now from a perspective of business uh, our existing clients are still there and our perspective new clients so uh, we've had a number of really interesting (laughs) phone calls we've been working on the u.s. for a while particularly in the credit union on the there's I don't know if you know the u.s. banking system is a little bit more
0: from whatever whenever i've experienced it whenever i've gone to the states the fact that i'm even just the basic stuff that you still sign for things and yeah. pin is like a new thing there yeah. uh yeah. it blew my mind really because i was obviously expect it was the first time i went to new york a couple of years ago and i was expecting like the future not not know,
1: the not the past
0: yeah uh, i know it's all
1: uh, in the, in the counties i mean i was in charlotte and uh it's i mean it really is going back uh 20 30 years um but yeah it is but this is actually going to transform the, a lot of their banking um mm-hmm. so from a purely uh, from a commercial perspective um we're we're reasonably confident
0: yeah that's good I, I and say reasonably confident change you know, as well Sorry? You know, change helps other people so yeah
1: no absolutely right and yeah. Yeah,
0: or change developed.
1: Yeah, I, I, and again, yeah, you know, financial services and banking specifically, yeah, you know, th- th- they don't innovate massively generally, and um, therefore, I, although we had been in discussions with many banks in the states for the last year year and a bit, that uh, their the desire to change wasn't really driven by a real desire to change. Sure. Um, now is it- there
0: is. Because in their eyes the it's not broken
1: yeah no, that's exactly right yeah no, and and, they, and because it's quite a don't forget it's quite a disparate banking system i mean yeah, yeah there are very few national like you know, your city banks or whatever most banks are geographically very constrained and actually quite small um and therefore yeah they they're very much like the, the, the yeah, I suppose, the building societies in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not counting nationwide in that because you know, because of the size. But actually, if you look at most
0: Dave, yeah. What was his name? Dave. Dave. Yeah, Can't Darwin
1: remember. wasn't it? Yeah. or where it was. Yeah, that's
0: um... a great documentary.
1: But uh, yeah, but you can. That's an impossible thing to replicate because you've got. To, he was funding the loans.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he was just basically a legal lo- loan shark.
1: Yeah, 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 he was doing it really nicely. But yeah,
0: he was and, like the nicest bloke as well.
1: No, no, absolutely. I think what he was doing for the community was phenomenal. It was just something you couldn't replicate. Hence why uh, the the regulators did say he couldn't call it a bank because yeah, technically yeah. He, he wouldn't get his license to do it. But no, I mean so. And I think that's the challenge that I also see in the UK. We have, um, I say, I, you know, I, I, I also chair a building society ecology. And um, we w- the ecology was set up in 1981 by a number of Green Party members who wanted to build a greener society. Now, in 1981, that was a bit crazy. Well, it's not so, not so crazy now. Um, and at the time, I think there were 268 building societies in 1981. Wow. There are now forty-three. And
0: um, do, do you think the world will go back more into that? though?
1: Okay. No, I think I, I think there's a mix. I think there's the um, if you take. We're, I don't know when the last time you went to a bank or when you paid anything other than on your mobile. Honestly, you know I can't remember.
0: The only bank I use is Starling and Monzo. Yeah.
1: So well, there you go then. So you've got two of the new entrants. Yeah. yeah. You, and, and, and most of us don't yeah, um, use online at, at worst and mobile banking generally all the time. And, and that's going to, that's set to increase dramatically. Um, interestingly, and I'm going to ask you a personal question then. So I'm interested, a lot of people, although they use Monzo, particularly in the Southeast don't have their money. Salaries paid into Monzo, they use it more as a spending account rather yeah. than a depositing yeah, account. I,
0: um, so I used to use Monzo every single day for everything. Yeah. And then I switched to Starling because I got business bank with Starling. Yeah, yeah they're good. Personal bank, and then we got a joint bank with me and my girlfriend. Yeah. So now, honestly, 95% of all my transactions are done through Starling.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, th- Anne Bolden, who I know well as the chief executive of Starling, Is the, I think they've built they, it they, properly. They, yeah, no, I, I've got a great, great lot of respect for for Starling. I mean, I think there are. I mean, there are a number of new banks going to be set up and are being set up. I know because we're, yeah, we're going to be providing some of the uh, services to yeah, them. But of course, um, a lot of it, a lot of it would be in the SME sector, mm. which would be, which is interesting. Um, but of course, the reality around. Um, community banking in the States is that's going to be there for a while. And new technology will help them. Yeah. Building societies in the UK do are challenged. I mean, the average age of a first time mortgagee you now is 37, I think. It's nuts. And the average age of a saver is 55. And yeah. out of those 43 building societies left, I think I'm right in saying uh, 35 of them. You still, you can apply online for an account. Then you print. Then you print it out. You sign it, and you send it in. I'm not sure. I know anyone who's going to do that yeah. anyway.
0: Um, I, 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 I only brought a printer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have printer for so long, so I never needed. Um,
1: but also, they've got to be relevant to a younger audience. So I mean, yeah, most of them don't do mobile apps, and therefore, I think. Um, I think- yeah, I think so, um, and I do think. Time is about to change for a lot of financial services providers in the UK. I think choice is good, and you mentioned two really good options: Starling and 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 Monzo. Uh, yeah, the reality is that we are probably way ahead of any other country. Yeah. When it comes to our mobile banking. So, so uh, on the then,
0: is there a downside to that? Because you know, I like I said, I bank with Starling, had yeah. Monzo, but then I feel like I. I go on Facebook or Instagram and every other ad seems to be for another bank. That's similar to Starling yeah. or similar to Monzo. Surely there's a downside to that because people are just going to flood that market and it's going to de not devalue in a, in a sort of monetary sense, but in the almost novelty sense.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and I think, um, I think there's three things on that. One is um everyone likes choice. Um mm-hmm. however, however you still the majority of people in the UK, even the people who actually use a Monzo or a new card or a mobile app have their salaries paid into traditional yeah. banks.
0: Yeah. Because
1: they feel safe and secure and uh, and whatever. Mm. Um I think what and where we're using the technology is that there's a you know, Eastern Europe, um, parts of Asia, but definitely parts of Africa can benefit from the skill sets, the knowledge, and the software that's been developed. And because if, we, if going back to my fairer society, if you want a fairer society internationally, the building uh, great mobile apps and great banking apps in Africa is one thing. So what? If you've got no trust in the infrastructure, which yeah. a lot of um, people don't have. Therefore, it's immaterial, really. Um, yeah, certain people providing the banking will earn a lot of money, but it won't change the infrastructure mm-hmm. there and won't become fairer. Um, so I think that, yeah, one of the advantages of building in the UK is that it is still seen to be probably the best regulated um banking system in the world and therefore if you can build it in the uk and then you can take it abroad uh, wherever that be internationally yeah. um it's seen as a badge of honor uh but i think that in the uk there is always a danger that you could be overbanked unless you're doing it for particular niches
0: yeah but i guess um, to what you know basically what happens to high street banks one merges with another yeah and- and it just it will just move in that direction.
1: Um, yeah, and, and I also think we're choosing what we do with them. I mean, in that um, I go back to you know, a lot of people using Monzo. Uh, I'm not saying exclusively use it as a uh, entertainment payment. Yeah, it's fun because of all the, the information you get. Yeah, um, when you're using it, there'll be others who yeah, you, you can carry, who can use it for who use it for travel. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people use a Revolut card or whatever. I mean, from our perspective as Suscada, you know, um, we we can build anything that, that, that a client wants. I, I think the key is how many clients do you have as a business and how many makes it viable? And I think there's a lot of people who want to be a Monzo with three million or whatever the number is, or or, or a Starling with a million. But there are very few times where you can create those numbers unless you have a specific value proposition that is a bit different.
0: Yeah. Um, In in those inquiries that you get, do you see the wave pattern of waves then? A wave of pattern, sorry, in terms Um, of what people want to offer to the market?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely, um, and you'll see people focusing on different segments of the market, uh, and particularly, I would say, uh, a lot of work being done with families and, and creating uh, the family type account where the where the kids can have control of, of certain amounts of money and, and, and vice versa, um, but actually doing it through partnerships um, you know, with, with um, charities, but organisations who. It's financial education. It goes back to the point, I think, that, that you raised earlier on. Um, bringing a card out or a mobile phone uh, app is brilliant. But if actually, how do you educate people who have never used it to use it? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what we do. We'll put, we'll put a, um, a video on YouTube. I don't really use YouTube that much. I, I, yeah, So whichever way you look at it, and the UK is probably a bit different, but actually if I look even at the States or I look at Africa, yeah, there's a role for technology that can really, really get rid of a lot of barriers and create a first class financial product for for millions of people. However, you will still need people who are going to have, who are trusted to yeah. educate people to be able to use it properly. Yeah. Because we've all, you know, we've all taken, we've all downloaded an app and go, oh, that's really good. And after about five, yeah, I don't like this because you can't be bothered to actually learn a little bit more. But we've all done it, you know. press press it and then delete, you know. Uh, uh,
0: The question about Africa, because I'm just curious, really, in terms of that education side, is there a desire for the change? Is there a desire to implement these new technology products? Okay.
1: Um, The simple answer is no, just for financial services. Um, Financial inclusion, ignore. What we mean is putting food on the table when Mm. you really get down to it. Yeah, of course. Um, So the reality is – and I'm involved as a non-executive director in a consortium called Fincom Eco. Very exciting. But basically, what it does is bring farmers to warehousing to the commodity exchange on one platform. And yep. why is that important? It's important because um, when a farmer actually, um, let's start at the beginning, borrows some money initially to buy seeds, inputs, and pesticides, fertilizer, grows a crop. And then invariably what can happen is that when that crop is ready to be harvested, someone with a truck will come down and say, oh, I will we'll take it at 50 cents in the dollar or whatever it is. Um, and he will take that because he's got that money and he, he can put food on the table. If you can create an infrastructure that the farmer can borrow a lot less interest rates so can buy better um, food, uh, sorry, better seeds, pesticides, uh, fertilizer, then you work with a local cooperative, a local community group, where they will uh, actually, at the harvest, will help harvest and put it in a truck and get it to warehouse. Then you get a warehouse receipt there and there. And that can you can use blockchain. Let's be trendy here. Um, <laughs> you can use blockchain so it becomes a definitive. Uh, you know, you um, And the farmer at that point has uh, some choices. He can either get the money there and then at a fair price. He can leave some grain in there um take some money and then when south african breweries or whatever want a load of grain then he can actually uh, decide to sell at a price and therefore and automatically on the system his his um debts paid off he has money and whatever and to put that in perspective the pilot that we ran in malawi in 2018 uh gave on average a 35% increase in revenue to the farmer in year 1. And that's significant. Yeah. Because what that does is a number of things, not just for the farmer. If you do it and we it was only with 10,000 farmers as, as a pilot, but actually if you can do it there, which then creates more money within that community as well.
0: And 10,000 is not a, a small number. No, no,
1: we did do it with that sort of number. But when what that does is um start but to create some value some community but actually it's a generational thing it's not going to happen overnight so to answer your question yeah technology is wonderful but actually it doesn't mean anything unless you can add value and in that case it is putting more food on the table giving them more money to spend in that local area therefore everyone's starting to benefit but i go back to the point trusting the infrastructure which they don't probably have and in fact yeah probably where we are with our banking yeah (laughs)
0: no i think we would get i think i think there's been a shift from a con- commercial point a consumer point of view in terms of the trust um you know it's uh like my uh so my girlfriend's father uh he yeah. always banked with normal banks and i just got him on starling the other day yeah. uh, and he was so shocked about how easy it was I know. I know. To get a, and he, he wouldn't believe me i said look I it'll take you five minutes uh mm-hmm. and actually it took him about 10 minutes because we had to take his id photo a couple of times but still yeah no. he, he did it in between coming to our house sit, sat on the sofa playing with our dog and it you know by the time he left he had a bank account yeah. that was all set up and a business bank and he yeah. just like look why wh- you, people question why you know the like you said earlier about the high streets dying people question it it's,
1: it's. I, I was with a good friend of mine back in 2015 when we launched Change Account initially, and um, we were in a bar in in France. And he ran a um, high net worth bank actually, at the time. And he said, "Oh, you've been playing around with this new bank." is it "All right." I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's doing all right." I said, "Do you want an account?" He said, "What do you mean?" Said, you? And it took him ninety seconds. Yeah. And he went. Are you serious? It would take us three days at our place. I went. What can I do? You know, that's technology. Um,
0: really uh, great it. Do you think he thought, "Oh, it's gonna it takes three days," or did he think, "Bugger, we've got to do some changes"?
1: Well, no, and that started the process. Absolutely yeah. right. And there's a number of what you would call high net worth banks, the traditionals,
0: yeah, uh, who
1: are looking at they've got to change because there are people, yeah, you know, not not. A lot of rich people who have got a lot of money to put into these banks, yeah, use technology and yeah. uh, don't want to wait three days for money to be transferred or whatever. It, like
0: and the rich are getting younger.
1: Very exactly right. Well, they are me because I'm getting older, so they're all <laughs> younger than me.
0: That's the way the world works.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it. I, I can't shoot this one. I've got, I've got Peter Pan on my Skype. I'm living with that one.
0: But yeah, you'll be, you'll be fine then. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But listen, Steve, uh, look, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like we could probably chat for hours, me and you. Uh, I think you're that you're that sort of guy that will just keep giving me value and um, you've got so many stories that. to share. Uh, but I would love for you to just leave us on a couple of points in terms of how businesses can perhaps help create that fairer society that you're, you're looking for.
1: Okay. Um, thanks, Steve. I think very simply is to look at the communities you're serving. I think what we've seen in this pandemic is supply chains, actually. Mm -hmm. And people are, oh, I didn't know we were part of this and that. And I think it's actually to look at how we can do that. And and I've always said to the financial services industry specifically, a lot of financial services industry suppliers are very small. They need to be paid on time. That's fair. That's just on one point. Yeah. Um, and that's a very important. The second one is from a, a, a purely customer-consumer. Use the technology to enable you to make better decisions. Yes, as a financial services industry, but actually you've got to take account of the person itself as well. We do everything now. Know your customer. We do everything remotely. We do it electronically. And if I don't know where you live and whatever, there's still got to be the humanity around it, or else we won't be supporting the people who actually – can add real value to to the business but actually i am just slightly outside the norm when it comes to applying for an account.
0: Mm. Be flexible. Yeah. It's a uh, I think mean, that's the thing is a lot of people now just think the answer's on a screen and it's it's like, it's well, like little britain you know computer said no. It's like well, yeah, no,
1: absolutely. It's exactly that. Uh, and uh, and the challenge is there that if they do say no, and I have a friend who wants to set up a business um and yeah, is using um stalling but he was slightly different because his background was a bit different and computer said no mm. and why does the computer say no is usually a question that actually we don't train people to ask it just says no you know what are you uh, and what happens then generally they send you a load of bump that says right you got to provide this this and this rather than saying actually the reason it said no is because of this right that's all we need a bit more information yeah, on yeah, um, but that's the challenge for us all in every business.
0: Yeah, it's. A, it, I think it. I think it's a super interesting time, obviously for the world, but in business especially, and especially the financial markets, the financial services, about how many people are going to be adapting after this. Um, I think people are going to become more used to doing things from their home, from their phone. Those perhaps those couple of people that haven't got into that sort of pattern yeah. or that behaviour have now been forced into that
1: well even even you know you look at um grandparents and even great-grandparents now using zoom <laughs> using skype using facetime you know who probably have never used it before because they haven't had to do to, to that extent
0: i don't know why but whenever they do come on camera they're, they're very cl- they're always very close to the camera
1: <laughs> yeah well i suppose that's uh, nature of the beast isn't it
0: it's uh, it always makes me have a little chuckle uh, but yeah time's changing and uh i think you're in a great position in terms of your business for this well,
1: change we, we plan to be in a good position anyway we wouldn't have wanted this on uh, on anything but uh, the key for us as any business is planning for the future but ensuring that we can actually retain and maintain where we are through this curious time
0: curious time great way to put it listen steve if anyone wants ah. to get in to touch with you contact you directly yep. pick your brains, what's the best way for them to do that
1: just email me uh, steve at Sascada.com
0: easy love it i love it when it's just so simple <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for coming no, on thank you steven i've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation you. thanks everyone for watching and listening this has been founders 365